Hey guys, uh, welcome to the latest episode of the SaaS Sessions podcast. Today we have Vartika Verma on the show. She is currently the VP of Global Marketing at Yellow Messenger. It's a conversational AI platform which helps enterprises automate their core business functions like sales, marketing, IT, SM support, procurement and more. Yellow Messenger recently was featured in in India's top startups along with Whatfix. With over 14 years of experience, she has previously worked with companies like Pioneer, Hike Messenger, Direct Eye and more. Vartika, such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks Sunil, glad to be here. Awesome. So I I I gave a very short and very crisp intro about you, but can you can you tell us more about yourself and you know how's your journey been like through different companies like Direct Eye, Hike, Pioneer and now recently with with uh, Yellow Messenger, right? And how did you get into the world of SaaS? Great Sunil, thank you so much for the brief introduction. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much the most exciting time at Yellow Messenger, you know, given that everything we are under lockdown etc. So I'm glad that you know we are making good headway in terms of uh, acquiring new customers, launching in new markets, winning awards. It's it's been a really a pleasure. When I joined the company, we were at about 100 employee size. Today we are at 450. in less than one and a half years so it's been quite an exciting journey yeah so talking a little bit about myself i'm a commerce student by background in school and then i chose to do my graduation in advertising and mass media and later i did my pgpx from ucla anderson california and i started working alongside college way back in bombay so i started working in ad agencies after my college would end around 3 4 pm i would go and uh, work in the ad agencies till about 9 10 pm and that was really important for me because i wanted to really explore what i wanted to do in an agency did i want to be in copywriting did i wanted to uh, be in account management or did i want to be in strategic planning and that was a great experience while interning with couple of uh, esteemed agencies like lolintas onm euro rcg one thing i realized is that mm-hmm. i didn't want to be in an ad agency after all <laughs> so that was a good thing to clarify you know before really graduating from college and uh, what i realized is that when you're working in an agency you look at things from a campaign to campaign perspective and you don't really get mm-hmm. the whole feel of how the brand is growing what are their challenges overall right you just have one piece of the puzzle that you're trying to solve Go. so that's when i decided that i wanted to be on the uh, brand side of things and uh, one of my professors in marketing told me to not join marketing directly but to get into sales first Oh, and uh, yeah. that's a great piece of advice that i got way back mm-hmm. because without really understanding sales uh, i think i would not have been the kind of marketer that i am today mm-hmm. so understanding uh, you know how to pitch how to cold call i think i lost all my inhibitions of you know reaching out and talking to people so my first job after college was at direct eye and direct eye is one of the best companies you know to work for they really invest their time in training their employees So for the first six months, we had rigorous training on you know subjects like DNS, hosting, SMTP servers. So we were really trained well on you know the whole backend technology, and that training really helped when you know we started talking to you know real customers because we could understand their lingo, their pain points, and also solution for them on the go. So mm-hmm. I worked with Directive for about four years, where I also launched the brand Big Rock. and it was one of the first uh, you know companies to campaign in india to actually get the internet to brands and enterprises 
So back then we would tie up with a lot of .net.com registries, do campaigns and really grow the space of internet about like, you know, 12, 15 years mm-hmm. back. And yes. it was very interesting, you know, right from the time when, you know, we were creating awareness about what is internet to the time today where everybody is living and breathing the internet. Yeah. So it's been, it's been an honor to see that journey, you know, through 12, 14 years. And my experience at Direct, I really clarified that I wanted to be on the tech uh, side of marketing. So I've been working with, you know, different kinds of tech companies, you know, whether it's a chat company, whether it's a payment company, or whether it's, you know, whether it's into e-commerce. So, so when I was, uh, you know, more recently researching on what do I want to do next, I thought, okay, I've done uh, .com, .net, I've done app marketing done a bit of serious payment you know selling and now what is next for me and I took a you know short break to really figure out where I wanted to go next and uh, one thing that was uh, really very exciting was the space of conversational AI and uh, just look at ourselves as customers you know we are always talking to brands you know and, and we know that it's not only a human like only when it's really premium like American Express I, I know that I, when I call them there is a person attending to me but when I call Airtel, I don't want the person to attend to me. I just want my resolution. Right. So I figured that I'm myself a consumer of conversational AI even before, you know, joining this company and in so many ways, right from, you know, using maps to, you know, ordering online to getting support online to basically even, you know, filing HR queries, etc. So in some ways or the other, I think I was a consumer first and then I decided to be a marketer in this uh, space. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've always been a B2C marketer before this, like maybe four years I have spent into partial B2C to be kind of a domain. However, you know, when I was speaking to our CEO and co-founder Raghu, he said that he didn't want people from only SaaS and B2B line of business because that would restrict the marketing thinking cap, which I found really interesting. And I was uh, honored to get the opportunity to build the marketing team here ground up. This is in August 2019. Right. And uh, since then, you know, a lot of my perceptions about what is B2B marketing, what is SaaS has completely changed, you know, when I really uh, uh, dug into it. And uh, it's, it's a more sophisticated market for sure. And at Yellow Messenger, we are looking at the global market. So, uh, you know, sitting in our Bangalore office, we have to think about customers who are in the US, Europe, Middle East, Southeast Asia. And, uh, you know, not just work on the brand part of things, but also the product part of things, the sales part of things. So being a startup, you get an exposure into, you know, as many things as you want to. So, so we were, when we were setting up the early team, we realized that, you know, we don't want to uh, go very big on spending dollars without really seeing an ROI on it. So we started small and we built our partnership layer very strongly. So we are in deep partnership with companies like Facebook, WhatsApp, Microsoft, Cognizant, Accenture. So in some places we are tech and R&D partners. In some places we are, you know, we are the GTM partners. And I think that built our base of, you know, figuring out what solutions do large and uh, mid-market companies really need into the platform before really going big and marketing it. Mm-hmm. So I would say, you know, in April this year, we raised our, uh, our funding series B and it's after that, that we really started focusing on, you know, inbound marketing in a bigger way. Before that, it was more of, you know, getting customers via partners, learning, 
building the platform and uh, it was a great way to grow because uh, it's a very organic growth the kind of customers that we have from way back would be let's say bajaj hdfc mm. shlumberger like these are companies who chose us for the company vision that we were building you know one two years back got it uh, mm. which always has uh, you know put us in the spot of thinking 20% of what it is today and 80% of what it will be in 5 years and uh, that kind of thinking is very different in b2b versus b2c b2c you are more worried about the now and in Got b2b it. you are more worried about you know the vision and the 5 year roadmap totally. so it's been an interesting change and uh, a very pleasant change i'd say that's really great and you know it's an interesting journey for you i could imagine and you know like calculating each step for yourself right and you know thinking about just like how you mentioned like b2b is thinking about the future i think you know being into saas is also about the future because saas is like growing so rapidly in india and i think covid has been a catalyst you know for for saas businesses to like really outlimit their potentials in in india right and you said one thing which is uh, you were into sales and before and then you go, went into marketing as advised by uh, one of your professors right so uh, most of the people don't get this opportunity to be into sales first and then you know transition into marketing so what are some of the learnings that you can give to those people right who are currently into marketing but never got a chance to be into sales right so what are some of the learnings that you got from sales and you know that you are applying in marketing as well it might be the mindset it might be you know some processes it might be some uh, way that you approach uh, to things sure so sunil one thing that you learn in sales is that customer is always right uh-huh. and uh, the way branding used to work 10 years back was always like okay this is what i want to position my brand as mm-hmm. so i think that gap is something uh, you know which can be filled if you think of things from the sales perspective as well so for example you may be positioning yourself as a conversational ai platform uh, however the market is responding to chatbots something as simple as that can actually change a lot of things in the way you know the organization overall is perceived so basically sales being in sales has really helped me understand the customer perspective and put it into uh, you know marketing plan and uh, the other thing is that when you are in the marketing team you have multiple customers even your sales team is your customer right uh, so understanding their pain point is as necessary as understanding the uh, customer's pain point got it so for example is the sales uh, team having trouble in sort of pitching xyz solution so what from a marketing angle can you really solve for so i think i got a lot of empathy for sales people it also mm-hmm. humbled me a lot because there is a lot of work that goes in sales you know because once you get the person in a funnel everything else is sales so that itself you know gave me a lot of humility and understanding of the other side of business and which uh, basically if you you know apply to your work you'll have a you know better sales team as your customer which is really important for you to you know sort of grow as a marketer especially in the saas domain all right that's really interesting and that's i think that's a good insight you know all marketers can have and you know so talking about customer service right which is one domain or one space which yellow messenger is really thriving in so like you know according to you or you would have done a lot of research like yellow messenger also would have done a lot of research on on this particular space in india so according to you what's the current state of customer service uh, in india 
So Sunil, this is like a global thing. Like India is no different than when we talk to our customers in US, Europe, yeah, South yeah. Asia. Mm-hmm. So what uh, we're seeing is that even uh, today, customer support or customer success leaders are facing twin challenges of, you know, one is of improving customer service and operational excellence. And the second one is while optimizing costs in the short term. So they can't have strategies in which they are only in improving customer service and increasing their cost. Mm-hmm. And uh, they can't even compromise on customer experience while optimizing the cost. So this is a twin challenge, which becomes uh, very, very hard to sort of solve for, especially in a market where, you know, a lot of these brands are working on legacy systems, which work in silos. So what is that one thing which can sort of, you know, unify it all? And uh, given COVID-19 pandemic, many people were not able to, you know, even offer customer support and service when, you know, the systems broke down. So for example, if uh, Bajaj Alliance has a large, you know, customer support center where there are a lot of agents, the agents were not able to come to work. And, uh, you know, the company was not able to provide for work from home kind of accesses, devices. So it did get disrupted in some sense, right? Mm-hmm. And and that is where we saw that a lot of transformation goals, which were set out by companies for maybe three years or five years, got pretty much accelerated during mm-hmm. this time. Got it. And in terms of the other challenge that customer support leaders are facing is offering consistency and personalization in their customer experience, along with bettering their employee experience. So they want to increase both customer and employee loyalty. And, uh, you know, conversational AI is, you know, is one of the channels, conversational AI along with RPA is one of the channels that a lot of large brands have experimented with. And uh, another interesting thing that I've seen happening in the market is, you know, earlier customer support was looked upon as one number, which is 1800 kind of a number yeah. and customers <laughs> have to reach there. Right. And today it's no more that, right? Brands are offering customer support on Facebook Messenger, on WhatsApp, on website, through their application, on social media. So it is about offering, you know, offering support to customers where they are, rather than asking right. them to come to one place. Totally. So I see that, you know, the omni-channel customer experience is coming to life, you know, every month. Like today we are launching bots on Google's business messages which itself is a fairly new channel, but it has a huge traction already because of the way it is uh, designed. So like right from Google search or your maps today, you can chat with a business. So, so it is something very new and believe me, every uh, two days, there is something new on my plate. So it is that rapidly changing and, uh, and with the customer support leaders having to improve CX while optimizing costs in the short term. They, they have a lot on their plate, which, you know, which I believe conversational AI is able to sort of solve for without too much disruption in their already, already functioning processes. That That's really nice. And, and, you know, it, it makes me think, right? Like, as you mentioned, customer service, when, when I think of it, I also think immediately, you know, go to that 1800 numbers where, you know, I have to reach out. Uh, to any any brand for some kind of help and you know the first thing I'm going to google is like like you know some brands like for example Airtel's customer support number or right. customer care number and they they direct me to like that 1800 number and yeah. I go call them and solve my query right like most of the times as you mentioned earlier that not all queries rec- would require a human to 
like you know to to attend the to attend the customer right most of the queries can be solved with the bot as well so what are some of the use cases right like different brands are using uh, these chatbots right made be for marketing made be for sales made be for like you know customer support itself right like because yellow messenger is not not just made for customer support i believe it's made for much much more than that right so can you can you share like a few use cases that like different brands are using the yellow messenger for for solving like different kind of pain points right so see there are two kinds of uh, communications that are brand does mm-hmm. one is internal and the other one is external right. so when it comes to internal they you know teams have conversation with the hr team with the it and admin team finance team uh, and then on the external side the brand is having conversations with their customers and on the customer side they are having conversations on engagement side and on support side largely so when we look at you know yellow messenger as a platform company we basically work with customers across industries and offer them solutions across the board in the company so when i talk about internal automation use cases we help you know customers help some of our large enterprises automate their complete hr uh process so for example if you want to know what is the maternity policy leave policy if you want to know what are the work from home policies you don't need to wait for a human to respond over email or have a conversation you can actually get information on demand now given the work from home situation let's say you are setting up your vpn at home and you want to reset your password or you want to get access to certain you know documents or get some level of access there is a lot of innovation that has happened on the itsm automation front as well but almost 80% of these queries can be orchestrated with a chatbot mm-hmm. uh with built in securities and built in otp or, uh, authentication layers so that you know let's say if sunil you are access, have access to a certain document and if vartika is not authorized vartika does not get access to that so there are those human errors which also get evaded by using the chatbot Mm-hmm. and uh, of course a lot of efficiency comes in because if the employee is able to get their answers quickly they are happier mm-hmm. and they are more productive so that is on the internal automation uh, front on the external automation front uh, one of the most popular use cases globally of conversational ai platforms today is for customer support and the other next use case is for sales and marketing mm-hmm. so when i look at customer support a lot of the brands that have worked with us started with simply answering their faqs now when we look at answering faqs there is a lot of legacy document that the bot needs to be integrated with at the back end so as to give a complete a complete support picture mm-hmm. and uh, as you can imagine there are people in the company who may or may not be that fast at grasping all the information and usually what happens is then companies start giving canned responses versus targeted responses Mm-hmm. so that is what a bot is able to do in like you know milliseconds versus somebody putting your call on hold for 45 seconds and then finding an answer which probably uh, does not suit you know the customer anyways mm-hmm. so those are efficiencies which are brought in by the customer support automation bots but that's not it one thing that we realized is that a lot of customers are more open to being upsold by a bot because mm-hmm. they don't have the baggage of replying to a person so so we see that people listen to what the bot is trying to pitch to them because they don't have that baggage that oh if i say no to this person they'll feel bad 
and yeah. with that package they don't hear out only they say no 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 we don't look for we are not looking for a personal <laughs> loan right yeah because you don't want to say no to that person so you upfront try and be negative whereas right. in a bot we've seen people are conversing with the customer support bot itself because mm-hmm. the customer support bot is able to understand what is their issue which all pages they have browsed what are they looking for and actually give a more consistent and personalized uh, experience to the user so that is where we see customer support bot not only answering questions but also being able to upsell and uh, the second thing where customer support bots uh, come in handy is mm-hmm. like when the agent is answering they are probably multitasking so the customer support bots not only answer directly to the customers but also help agents with the right answers which they can give to which they can give to clients or customers so that's mm-hmm. another interesting way in which our agent assist module is helping mm-hmm. uh, employees perform better like customer support mm-hmm. employees perform better and then on the other uh, layer we see a lot of uh, sales and marketing automation happening so we recently ran a campaign with Xiaomi and Asian Paints wherein you know when a customer is looking at a tv ad or an outdoor ad they can either scan a qr code or give a miss call on a number and they can be connected to the brand instantly on whatsapp because that so it's called click to ad so you can even run this on google search today what's happening with google search is that you land you land on a landing page mm-hmm. from a landing page you have another cta so there's a lot of drop off happening so mm-hmm. why not directly move people from your google search onto a whatsapp chatbot or a facebook chatbot or a pwa chatbot which can actually have the context of what the customer asked and initiate conversations based on that so we saw about 98% of the leads being captured whereas if you uh, think of a typical marketing funnel you end up getting about uh, you know 1% click of which 1% maybe at best uh, you know 8% people filling the form mm-hmm. so the marketing efficiency and the sales efficiency goes you know like more than 10x by deploying a chatbot like this got it so those are some of the top use cases that come to my mind but with new brands coming on to us with new right. business challenges we are always innovating yeah i think each each brand would come to you with like a specific kind of very unique use case and you know i think yellow messenger will will definitely solve for that use case right you know which also brings me to thinking or you know this this huge debate or this very popular debate which goes on when for any tool ai comes into picture right so ai is replacing humans at at their jobs or you know are they helping humans at their job right so when it comes to bot right might be a customer support bot or might be a sales bot or you know pro- procurement bot or any for anything right like when when an ai bot is implemented right so according to you and your experience are these bots like replacing humans from the jobs or are these bots helping or aiding these humans to perform better and you know be efficient at their jobs great question i think uh, <laughs> everybody uh, feels that ai is taking their jobs away and while ai's job is again twofold one is to improve the experience mm-hmm. uh, of the customer or of the employee and the second one is optimize cost in the short term mm-hmm. so what we see is that you know customer support you know is is not something which you know you solve 100 tickets today and you're done tickets are piling up every day so what conversational ai helps helps businesses do is to basically answer to the customer in a faster manner so that you can give a better customer experience mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and answer these questions like about if the bot is taking 70% of the load it also means that it is you know assisting the agents and it is also sort of optimizing some sort of costs got it uh, mm-hmm. which means that you know from 100 maybe the team size could decrease at the same time your queries are not reducing so you're becoming smarter every day you are training your bot to answer more and more questions but the questions are also increasing and we've seen this with with bajaj as well like you know there is never a time where you know where, where the agents are free or the bot is free the volumes are going up because the business is also going up so yeah. it is something which will you know grow in parallel at the same time is the bot bringing financial you know efficiencies to the firm mm-hmm. in many many cases it is for example mm-hmm. if you go on dominos website today you will not find any kind of customer service number mm-hmm. you have to route it via chatbot and then there is an escalation that happens if it is required Mm-hmm. and the use case also for dominos is limited people are looking for where is my pizza why did i not get the discount it came after 30 minutes so there is a lot of mundane work which is lifted off by the bot and the more intelligent work is with the with the team Got so it. i would say that it's having a twofold impact on increasing the customer improving the customer experience and csat and optimizing costs in the short term and when we look at our customers in southeast asia and us they're largely looking at bots to uh, you know really offer that consistency and personalization rather than cost optimization first got it makes sense that the, that's really interesting right like you mentioned that like bots are definitely replacing the human jobs but then at the end of the day do you think is it is it good for humans so that they can do like you know do better or do different jobs which are you know all the mundane jobs can be given to the bots and all the mundane tasks can be given to the bots and you know you can focus on really productive tasks in which only humans can do those right or when when you, you know a customer wants to really talk to a human right like at some point you have to have humans there which are available to talk to customers right, right. Uh, so do you think is it good in a way or you know what can be done better in in this case right so like i was mentioning like customer support leaders have the challenge of even improving their employee experience mm-hmm. so a lot of times bots are aiding the customer support agents in giving the right answer so for example if you are looking at my policy has expired mm-hmm. and i want to renew it but i did not claim any bonus for the last 3 years now for a human to look at this answer might take like some time to go through oh, these requests Mm-hmm. whereas the bot is giving the human also the all the information on an interface which is user friendly on demand so that mm-hmm. he or she can be better at their job so it is uh, assisting it is making customer experience better overall for the customer and employee right. mm-hmm. and uh, i would say that in terms of you know the percentage job cuts that happen because of deploying ai is is very minuscule because like yeah. i said earlier point the customer demand across channels is only increasing Make so sense. we deployed this um, google business messages chatbot for bajaj alliance mm-hmm. so while the chatbot queries on google business messages have increased it's not decreased on other channels it just means oh. that the more channels you offer to the customers the more conversations they want to have and mm-hmm. that is one of the goals of customer engagement so that you can make sense engage with your uh, customers and and in the sense of uh, you know operational efficiency when you are looking at conversational ai it basically brings your legacy systems uh, to life so for example if you have all your hr records on sap mm-hmm. the system is very archaic for you to really interact with 
so Got it is actually helping you benefit from the you know from the invested money in your already legacy platforms also mm-hmm. so it is adding efficiencies on that level so for example at schlumberger and hr query they had a global hr excellence center mm-hmm. uh, based out of hong kong so rather than you know like getting their queries answered through one team and they have you know sort of companies and establishments in 80 plus countries yeah. so guy in uk should not wait for a guy in hong kong to wake up and give their response totally so from 177 minutes the response time is now low to 3 minutes we're able to connect with people who are you know deep in the uh, mines to people who are sitting in offices so it has really changed the way they had structured or looked at hr you know like hr functioning at the same time what what is better for those people who are working in the hr team is that now they are happier customer employees they don't have to wait too long to really answer and they can you know really focus on the other things and that you would know like you know we we might be solving for five things today but there are already 20 things waiting on the to do list yeah totally and the to do list keeps expanding <laughs> totally no this is this is really exciting uh, you know space to be in as as you said right like it's the demand from uh, customer reaching out to brand that's definitely going to keep increasing as more and more brand comes and more and more channel comes the use cases also you know are going to grow like you know multiple folds right as as compared to the channels and the customers that that is growing so really great and i i could see great success that you have got with like a lot of your customers worldwide so yeah so this has been really insightful and a lot of takeaways for 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 the customer support uh, space right so i would love to quickly shift gears to our lightning round so i have like three questions uh, for you vartika for the lightning round so first one so what do you know about your work now that you wish you would have known when you first started Wow, interesting one. I wish I was better prepared for this. But what I know about my work now is that you know it's not only impacting end customers, but also everybody in the company. So marketing is you know one such you know one such field which impacts internal and external at the same time. Mm-hmm. So for example, if we won an award, it impacts the employee motivation. So right. I think way back I was looking at marketing more from you know customer end. and if somebody told me that i have more customers than the real customers it would have been very interesting totally that's a good perspective to look at great so second one what did your biggest professional failure teach you so my biggest professional failure would just teach me to handle relationships and people better and uh, that will flow from really being empathetic and understanding their point of view So as a marketer I think I spend a lot more time in understanding processes that other teams are uh, working on and trying to see how best we can align. So that's been uh, you know a great learning and uh, has really helped me you know work with more ease across teams be it product be it development be it engineering or support or sales. That's nice. And then my last question for the lightning round. What's the number one thing that has helped you shorten your learning curve? So I think the number one thing is to get into a situation which is messy. So like way back <laughs> yeah. I started doing an ad campaign for Big Rock and it was all very new for me and you know my hands were shaking when I was signing the 8 crores check but I think it's just like you know just be fearless and have the fear in you but you know just go at things because there is no other better way to learn if I would have been scared if I would have you know not taken some of the calls I think I would have not grown. 
so mm-hmm. put yourself into messy situations put yourself where you know where you think you are not yet there because that's mm-hmm. the only way to get there totally that's that's a really great takeaway in this case so yeah thanks a lot vartika for you know taking time and uh, coming on the show it really means a lot and you know sharing all these amazing insights about customer support and ai chatbots and yellow messenger so really great to you know have done this with you thank you so much sunil it was a pleasure i loved your lightning rounds it was totally unprepared <laughs> for this yeah uh, it's uh, is great uh, and you know i think you're doing a great job building you know a saas podcast which is specific to india we yeah. need to get a lot more awareness about saas and with so many saas companies you know really expanding from the 10 million arr benchmark i think it's a good time for india to look at saas seriously a great job and thank you yeah. for having me on your podcast